Welcome back to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. Kind of a delayed, tardy edition this morning, but that's okay. It's it's podcast. You know, we don't have deadlines like I normally do in the radio world, which I have. Oh, my God, I have radio shows to get done by tomorrow for my weekend shows. I just realized that in the moment because I looked at my notes, and it's Thursday today. March 11th, we're at the Permian Basin Association of Pipeliners annual cook-off. Sean Forbes with us, Team Forbes, also OG Directory. How you doing? I'm good. It smells really good out here. All this barbecue cooking up. It's better it's a lot than of cook BO, trailers. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, better no, than normally the oil patch BO. Yeah, sweating and dirt, <laughs> dirt everywhere, Aaron? and dirt and oil. This is nice. Aaron, I, I cannot recall your last name in the moment. Where's my? What's that? Wurzma. 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 Okay. Newly employed, almost employed. Yes. About the 98-yard line, folks, so we can't get into the details of things. However, she feels confident enough to talk about the last several weeks, several days, several months, just everything that's gone into the whole... Maybe the last couple of years. Putin. Like the last year. The last <laughs> year. Life. There you go. The, the, the hoopla. Of job search, just life itself, dealing with a lot in the industry, and um, we hope it has a happy ending, right? Is that yes? That's the end goal, yeah. Erin, yeah. how many how many different companies have you worked for over the last year? I can't even count. It's just been so quick and painful. So, oh, so you've been hopping. I've been hopping because everything just stopped. So um, a year, basically a year ago. Uh, the company that I worked for filed bankruptcy and so and went under. So in the middle of a pandemic, and um, oil's crashing to negative, I don't know, I try not to remember, I have to go out on a job search. Fortunately, we had a couple of months where we were able to uh, still be on the payroll until the bankruptcy went over, but that's where it was just in the middle of total chaos. So I had an opportunity to work for a company that was a great company, um, and did the same what I used to do in the fabrication but when oil crashed to negative something and didn't come back there's no way anyone can carry that carry a salesperson that's not going to sell something for a year right that obviously no one's going to be buying brand new fabrication until maybe hopefully third quarter this year yeah because we're not producing we're not building and so um, but it's still important to keep that sales presence and you know continuity with you know having that connection with customers too and so you've brought on a big customer base you have a, a huge network of people you have a lot of customers that just follow you um, regardless of what company you work for and so for you to come on to a, a company it's so valuable and then you know after a month they get scared and they just let you go and not only is that devastating to you but it's detrimental to them and your customer base as well Yes. And thank you for saying that. And yeah. that's just, and I could see a lot of companies point of view because once the bankruptcy happened with the previous company, there were a lot of competitors that were ready to offer jobs, wanted to talk to me. But when everything kept crashing painfully, the COVID kept going, it just was not possible. And so, and then I was able to work in the fall for another company, but they transitioned to more industrial. And so that one also which we tried our best. I mean, it's one of those you just kind of try to try to work and see what you can pull off in fourth quarter during a pandemic. And May I yeah. ask a question real quick? Yes. Okay, because I I, um, I find this very fascinating from a different perspective. 
more of from your perspective, like if, if I was in your shoes, I would have a very difficult time because it's a downward spiral. Let's just, let's be honest. Like it is a spiral that has happened where there are things outside of your control, but it directly reflects on you. So now, and the reason I said, oh, you were hopping around because that was kind of an, that was kind of taboo for a long time of uh, resume hoppers or job hoppers. Don't get somebody like that on your team. Well, when it, when, when you're in a pandemic and a spiral and companies are trying to take chances and just all of a sudden, well, their door closed and shit happens, folks, move on type thing. Yeah. You take a position with the company with the intention of continuing to work there. How did you handle that? Because, you know, it bringing that passion right out of the gate is, is well, when you're on your third time in a year, you you almost got to re-strategize how you bring this new passion because the old, enthusiasm is just isn't working on people it seems so i don't know am i making any sense here no um, no i'm not okay oh i am yeah at one point i was (laughs) no not at all like (laughs) the beginning of last year i was just like seriously because then an out of industry company found me on linkedin and said oh we want an oil and gas salesperson because you know how to hustle you know how to work hard and that lasted two weeks and they said you're expensive well yes well they had a contract that they thought they were going to get they were non oil and gas and apparently they didn't get it so that lasted two weeks my tax person i I mean all of my tax work and all my she's looking at me like i'm gonna charge you more but how i reacted to it at the beginning of the didn't even think of that whole side of it (laughs) yeah Yeah. how many w w9s w9s here's my stack here you go and she's just looking at me like yeah you're gonna owe me but i mean to kind of joke about it the beginning when all this happened like Sean and I have talked. I just learned a new tactic. I just would put vodka in my truly. We would just, <laughs> you know, we just skip the whole delight. And we just, you know, we're just going to go straight for that. But at Irish one point, coffee. Yep. <laughs> yep. And at one point, you got to get out of your pajamas. You got to go start socializing. You go start figuring it out. And I think that's where maybe a lot of us in sales, I still see a lot of green circles. And, but we have, if we have that hunter mentality and I'll take care of my customers because they'll still follow me. They'll still ask me questions. I'm going to do it. Right. And that will guide you to something. I mean, the company that went went bankrupt, I still had my customers call because they needed service. And so I felt like with that company, all of us that worked together, we were like this happy little dysfunctional family. And then we all ended up in different foster homes. So <laughs> I had all everyone else that worked with one of our competitors. So I was able Let's to angle and kind of push those my customers like, Hey, I need, um, I need a part for combustor. All right. Well, talk to him. He went over to this department. So I was able to kind of still coordinate and stay in contact with my customers, which is going to be, um, really productive now because they're already calling me. So it'll be a great start of, um, 2021. Yeah. And if they're smart, they'll keep you. Yes, we are. This is this is it. Because I'm kind of starting to feel like, you know, that poor little pound dog, that little shelter dog that keeps coming back because, you know, I don't know, it peed on the carpet and then you keep dragging it back to the pound. And hopefully it, this is the last time I have to be adopted out. <laughs> have you ever, have you thought about maybe leaving the industry because oil and gas has been so hard to, you know, land solid jobs? So here's the other aspect of that is I applied for outside of the industry and I actually had someone said you have great qualifications but once it comes up you'll leave 
I said, no, I want to get out of this. I can't handle the bipolar behavior that goes on. So other industries don't really give us poor little oil and gas refugees a chance. And then I found that to be true as well. I really did, uh, especially during the so the 2015 recession, I had to, um, I actually had to, oil and gas, the crude life was 20% of my income. I had to go and figure out other ways from delivering, you know, deadhead type delivery things for people. Hey, I'll pay a hundred bucks if you drive this to Jamestown or whatever it is. A you know, hot just, shot delivery. Yeah, hot shot, whatever it is, but for packages for people and just, you know, creative things because they knew I had time. Um, but I, I, I wrote for different industries as well so i because i'm a writer actually by trade and so what i found though was that people would not hire you full-time because you came from the oil and gas industry because when oil gets back to above 60 bucks you're going to not even put in two weeks that's what someone told me they're you're going to leave the minute you get a, a better job offer so you found that to be true too, huh? Yes, I actually had people say that yeah, to me. Yeah, no, they're very upfront about they're it. They're very upfront. They and said I'm, and you're I'm going happy they are. Yes, and they said, you're going to leave. And I said, no, I'm not. And then another... Like, you don't know me. Right, right you that's don't, not my character. You know? Exactly. And then also with, they started treating you more as an entry level. You, well, you don't know our product. Yeah. So you just start as an entry level, which I'm sorry to say most of us in oil and gas, we're here for, it's not the, I mean, it is the lifestyle, but it's the, it's the money also. I mean, it's up and down and it's around and like, it's like dating a bipolar woman. You don't know what mood you're going to get, which day. And so some of us that's are why I, that, That's why I date two of them. And then I just, whichever one. Which, which, uh, that's a good idea. Well, Maybe I'll go to that Mormon religion, right? Yeah, yeah okay. keep it This Catholic one isn't working out. Just bring them over. But that's kind of how I feel. And, and so one then they want each day you, of the week, sorry. So they want just you to put start. Together, right? just put it's that like together It's like your underwear, right your Monday yeah, underwear, your Tuesday underwear. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I saw was, and then they start you entry level because you may not know the product. You might have years of sales experience or management experience mm-hmm. or whoever, because everyone's pretty much out of work. But I mean, even, even my son struggled, you know, who just graduated last year with college in an engineering position. So it, it was all around. Everyone has struggled. How about social media? How you been handling that? You know, I you know I'm glad that there's a hashtag circle now. Everybody has that's unemployed. At least there's something to, you know. No offense, but it's it's tough to be unemployed. It's it's not. It's it's a very embarrassing. It's very. Uh, it's depressing. It's depressing. It makes you feel like shit. You know. Yeah. I mean, which is another word for depressing. And, you, and it and it belittles your purpose. I mean, but people, people have such great skill sets, and when you're not utilizing that, you feel like you're just wasting away. And there, there are some people that will look down upon you. And the reason I know this is because I've heard the judgmental statements with my own ears about <laughs> other people who are unemployed. Not me, you know, when you're sitting around a bunch of caddy groups or something like that, and they'll say something. Eh, there's, there's male cats too, you know. I mean, so don't don't give me that look, okay? <laughs> um, but I, you know, you hear the judgmental statements. So when you're in that judgmental group, you just assume they're saying it about you. <laughs> At least I do. Um, so how did you deal with social media on that? I mean, did it, did it, was it hard? Did you care? I. Th- 
I think is it too hard to talk about? Not really, because it kind of became kind of a group. I mean, if you look at LinkedIn, I mean, half of the people have a circle, and I think that was a really good idea that they brought that out. And 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 a lot of people. Once I put that circle up the last time, I had tons of people just. Um, message me, hey, call this, hey, send me over your resume, I'm going to send it here. And so I can tell this time being back in the unemployment line, it was a lot shorter than the last time and things are building up. I've had several, several interviews. I've made it to several two to three final interviews. And so um, a lot of movement in what the six to seven weeks. And so a lot of them were referred and so I see a lot of movement. I see a lot of people. I, I saw it as a positive. I see everyone trying to really rally together because mm-hmm. a lot of the people that I know who are employed, some of my really good friends that are employed, they're terrified that if it doesn't turn around, how long are they going to keep me? Right. I and, mean, a, and a good friend of ours, um, you know, she's been in sales and she's gotten three pay cuts now. And so I'm... Like three pay cuts? Three pay cuts. So uh, we interviewed somebody the other day who was talking about the number one complaint they're hearing is that they're getting laid off and then they get offered their job back, but it's at more... A fraction th- of the No, but like price. less than 50%. Yes. Like it's a substantial cut, like from six figures down to like 40 grand, you know, something like that. And so it's not to belittle 40 grand a year. It's just to say the percentage cut... Of, of what it is, is is very sticker shock. It's just a sticker shock. And, you know, I, I don't want to dwell on that too much yeah. because that, that's, you know, that, that, that's kind of a touchy subject for a lot of people. But Well, it is, but I think companies right now are taking advantage of, you know, the people that are available in the job market so right I now and thinking and those people are, are going to be desperate so they can lowball them I with agree. a lower salary. But in turn, those people are going to become bitter because they're not being paid and their, their value. I'm bitter already. Yes. And I want to. Br- and I'm not quite there. I'm more bit. I'm getting bitter. And these circles, right? I really did like the circles for the people looking for work. I really did like that because that gave a group of individuals a sense of unity too. that that needed it that really need it right because if you'd see that circle i'd go oh erin she's looking for work and then as i see jobs become available forward them to right her. exactly so it's like help so let's all help each other when i saw these companies start coming out with the circle hashtag ready, looking ready to hire work? ready for work oh yeah. no looking to hire okay please stop please stop you're taking it away from the people who need work you're di- you're di- you're diminishing what they had power of before. Instead of putting that on there and taking the time to create that circle, go hire that person. Go hire the person that's looking for work. Don't brag that you're looking. For- it's it's. Oh, we're good. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, that's that's what happens here at the Permian Basin Association of Pipeliners annual cook-off here is they've got. What what would you call that? In the restaurant business, we call that like a host or an expediter, something like that. They're just making a golfer. A volunteer, volunteer. and you know, uh, hey, whatever needs to be done, making sure everything's okay. I'm your guy. But I so I don't want to get you know too controversial with this statement. But what I do want to do is point out that I felt like they were trying to piggyback off the momentum of the success of the looking for work. By saying, "Hey, look, we're hiring." Yeah, look a lot us. of you guys are look hiring at, at nine bucks an hour when you were paying forty bucks an hour. 
<laughs> so that's another problem I have with that is they're trying to disguise their guilt, if that makes sense. I'm a business owner, so I mean, I could have done it too. Sure. You know, I mean, we, we, we've, we've actually, we didn't get any government money and we've brought on two new people because we knew we had to grow. So I'm making less money. I'm reinvesting in myself and in my product. And then we've, we're creating relationships and trying to figure out how to big, figure out creative ways to do strength in numbers because it's hard to move to the next level when you don't get the big government contract or whatever the case is. So, okay, there's two rants there. <laughs> but I don't know what you guys are thinking about the circles and things. I think it should be just for the people looking for work I because agree. then it, it's kind of theirs. Right. Anyway, so. Um. I've seen that looking to hire. So um, I've had several requests to um, LinkedIn. And so if they do have the circle to hire, I will notice it a little bit more. I mean, that's the only thing I've kind of noticed mm-hmm. where, oh, they're like hiring. As job seekers. As job seekers. Kind of a, and a, so a beacon of a light. To yeah, kind of like, oh, here. oh, hey, they might be hiring. Maybe I'll pay attention to this request. Mm-hmm. And so it, I'm neutral on it. It okay. doesn't really bother me. What, what advice would you give for people who would have been in the job hunt flip-flop for a while now? I mean, as far as, you know, your perseverance and, you know, your strength, you have to stay strong, you know, in order to, to get through it all. But what, what advice would you give others? I think what worked for me, I was just trying to think about that. And it's also something because my son has been working for a year to get a job. He just graduated from college in an engineering position, you know, and he didn't have any background. Well, where did all the other engineers that were laid off in oil and gas go? Out into what I call the civil world. So both him and I have discussed how he's done it and how I've done it, and he will be um, employed April 1st. And so when he gets his formal, yay! So we're both rocking it now. But um, you really have to just know that every time you hit that button on an email or you apply I, my philosophy was I don't have a chance in hell of being pulled and I did get pulled several times when I was like oh really mm-hmm. and so trying to change out like the basics change out your resume which is daunting and annoying or um, try to find a connection like I found that people were willing hey you know, we connected in 2017 off of LinkedIn. I think we said hi once. I just applied for your company. Can you help me out? And on several of them, finding those people and saying, here's my resume. Push it in front of someone. You have to advocate. You have to, to ad- network. To network and advocate. You have to push. And if you have to call the person, and if you have to call them and say, hey, I know you have my resume because I've cyber stalked you and I found <laughs> your house and I put it underneath your mat or I oh, mean so that level of advocate. Oh, I, oh, there's one that oh, I, I was going to ask you, what level do you go to until the protective order is signed? OK, because for me, <laughs> I do three calls, three email. You know, once I reach three. That's it for me because I think technically as a male, I can get sued for harassment. Stalkerish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it depends. If I can talk to them, there's a company that um, I've been persistent with and we've talked. They haven't decided if where they're putting the position. And so I'll hit them up every once in a while sure. and they'll talk to me and I'll hit an email. I'll just hit back an email. Hey, I'm just emailing you to so that it, this pops up and you remember me. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're in sales bring out that personality that's how you know you've stalked that person walked in and got a got a solid sale sell yourself 
and yeah and you just got you can't stop or just i mean i contemplated last summer moving in with my parents and just um paddle boarding every day that sounded really good and at moment is that still available i'll do um, that okay you can come over yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mom, was, dad, say this guy I met down in the desert. He's gonna move in with you. Yeah, you he's just, just gonna paddleboard. Don't worry about him. It'll be perfect. <laughs> and like I was legitimately thinking, this would have been a lot easier and a lot more fun to hang out with my parents. And um, but but oh, and if you can knew we, my parents, the paddleboard podcast, the paddleboard, all of our podcasts are on the paddleboard. And when we fall over, it's done. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll have my hand my, my hand line fishing line. It's so fun. Anyway, sorry. At the same time, perfect. But yeah, and if you knew my parents, bless their heart, um, you would understand that that they're they're great. But um, would you want to move in back in with your parents? I was almost at that no. point. I'm like, no, this right. Would be all that's, right. That's not a proud moment in any adult's life. No, no. Uh, my kid wouldn't let me move in with him, and then the other one, he's on a controlled base so i can't move in with him so. one of my favorite like <laughs> moments like we were at this dinner party or whatever it was it's this guy had recently moved in with his parents you know it was 10 years ago that during that 09 10 recession or whatever and he had to and he was you know he was probably 38 okay 38 years old gotta move home with your parents okay in the last year, you've gotten divorced you gotta move i mean just you're a cliche of just sad sack right you know and uh um Oh, I totally lost my train of thought. Gosh <laughs> darn it. Well, I was going to rephrase it, that I have to move in and care for my parents. Oh, that's what it was. So anyway, yeah. at the dinner party, he said he had to move home, and that was the end of his sentence, right? And the person he was talking to said, oh, are your parents ill? That was like the first thing. <laughs> that, so apparently that's the only acceptable way you can move back in with your parents, is that if you're going to take care of them. Yes. Right. Yeah, so anyway. That's but. how I was going to phrase it. I need to move in and take care of my parents. <laughs> Which I do need to kind of, yes, a little bit, make sure that my mom doesn't kill my dad. So, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sean was uh, taking her blazer, <laughs> and she goes from sexy to sophisticated very quickly, so it distracts me. And, uh, and well, the, the weather, it's going from, Aaron's me, I'm always cold, so it's going cold, hot, cold, hot. So I'm taking off my clothes and putting my clothes back on. Erin's so. <laughs> wearing a tank top, and when the light catches her just right, my just stops me in my, mom, in my tracks, and so it's... Oh, tough day for me. Beautiful women here at the Permian Basin Association of Pipeliners annual cook-off. So let's kind of wrap up this segment a little bit. Uh, you mentioned advice. Uh, you know, the, how can people get in touch with you? And, uh, you know, you can't mention which company that you're, you're almost employed with. But let's say that, you know, they want to find out more, you know, what you're going to be doing and just kind of network and get, get involved. I think LinkedIn. LinkedIn would LinkedIn? be a, okay. yeah, LinkedIn. Find me, hit me up, send a little message. Um, I usually accept everyone. Spell your last name. It's W I E R S M A. Aaron E R I N. Yes. Aaron Wiersma. Aaron Wiersma. German. Danish. Danish. Okay. All right. Close enough. It's Not my even. kid's name. Oh, it is. Yes. Good to see you, Aaron. I'm glad you're here today. I know. I'm glad I drove ten and a half hours to hang out with you. <laughs> so you're out of Colorado, aren't you? Yes. Which part of Colorado? Um, outside of Erie, but I was born and raised in Roosevelt, Utah, so the Green River Basin. I apologize for my Mormon jokes now. That's right. <laughs> no, okay, boy. that's all right. It's okay. I've never gone through a segment without offending someone. So it's oh, no, <laughs> I'm not offended at all. It's funny. I can find you a couple of wives, and we can help you out with that. <laughs> Wait, before we go, I want to mention Aaron. So Aaron's history in the oil and gas industry, 
doesn't start and end with sales. Aaron was an actual field hand, so yes. Aaron is gets down and dirty and actually does field work herself. I think you're gonna do a, a flowback job here, oh, or just did one. I, I just went went and did or a water um, transfer water, water transfer, transfer job. I, I helped a friend out and we, I did a water transfer job and. Um, I've dabbled in flowback. I thought I was pretty amazing with my six pound hammer. I'm sure I was humorous to my coworkers, but this is where I can get this line. How about a 40 foot uh, tape measure? We have one here today. Yeah. So I think we're gonna measure a few things. I wanna go measure some ribs. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do during ribs. the break. I'm gonna measure some ribs and we'll throw them up on LinkedIn to see how long these how slabs long of the ribs, ribs are. Right? Who's, should we measure who's got the longest ribs here? Yes. Okay, you can do that. That's like, too much work. Like the ones that they're cooking or in our bodies? <laughs> Oh, oh. Let's, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, let's not go too far south of the equator. All right. It's <laughs> a big voice here. <laughs> we'll be back, folks. I woke up on a diesel track outside of New Orleans. My poncho left me and I didn't know what to say. Oh, but Willie does it. It can't be bad. Ah!